At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, one half of your hosting team. I'm in Las Vegas. We're going to go across America all the way out to Boston. Welcome in our other uh, host here on the show is Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Wednesday. Another big day here in the arena. I'm excited to talk to Adam mm-hmm. Burke, our buddy here, who, by the way, has done a great job. If you've been going to the VEASAN.com website, mm-hmm. kind of picking apart these odds movements based on the MLB trade deadline. Who rose? We all know Padres, you know, 22 to 1 down to 10 to 1. Thought we had a really interesting conversation yesterday, Pritch, about is there still value on that 10 to 1? Even though you missed a good number, what if that gets to 8 to 1 or 7 to 1 before you know it? So throw some futures here and sift through the, the movement based on the deadline, Pritch. But before we get to it, we got a lot of talk with NF. NFL. Tomorrow's the Hall of Fame game. Can't believe it's back here, Pritch. So l- luckily I can say bye to the CFL and focus on the <laughs> NFL. But Pritch, before we dive in, I just want to say one thing as a diehard New England Patriots fan, as a diehard Bostonian and a com- you know citizen of the Commonwealth, Tom Brady won. Tom Brady won. Tom Brady turned 45 today, Pritch. And as a Patriots fan, when Tom Brady was still with the Pats, he was 37-38. He said he wanted to play to 45. The team didn't believe him. Now, again, Preston has been said it's, you know, you never really see players play this old into their career. 
but the Patriots did not believe that Brady could play this far. You know, Belichick at the end, you know, was kind of, uh, jer you know, jerking him around with these one-year deals, not giving enough money. We all remember Tom's age and contract situation. That was a quote Belichick said. Even Kraft, who loved Brady, didn't think it could happen. So today, Pritch, even though I'm a diehard Pats fan, uh, I'm a closet, you know, uh, Bucks fan, uh, you know, rooting for Brady, my childhood hero. But Brady did it. He's 45 years old. He made it to the number he wanted to get to. That's a win for Brady, and it's a big loss for the Patriots, giving up on him and not thinking he could do it. Okay, wait a minute. Today's Wednesday. Um, we were celebrating not too long ago. We were just celebrating legalized sports betting out there. Uh, and now you're going to go on a rant about Tom Brady and how he won because uh, he's outlasted <laughs> Belichick and the Patriots. I mean, what's going on here? You're, you're both ends of the spectrum emotionally here this week so far. Well, this is insight into what it means to be a Bostonian and a Boston sports fan, Fred. Okay. We're, very, we're, we're both ends of the spectrum. You let we can it go. be as happy as can be, and we can be <laughs> upset too. But I, I will never let go giving up on Brady too no. early, even though I, I do like Mac Jones. You got to let it go. Josh McDaniel's no longer <laughs> there either. We're going to watch him tomorrow night, like you mentioned. But a lot to get to in the National Football League. Also, Adam Burks in the studio with us uh, for Major League Baseball. Winners and losers. College football, too. Adam Burke, uh, sports betting analyst, does a great job uh, of articles and, and information all over the place. So cannot wait to get his thoughts on baseball, college football as well, Josh. Uh, we got some betting markets in the National Football League, too. I want to explore with you that involves coach of the year. So a lot to get to on the program. But let's start off with injury news. Uh, Tim Patrick goes down for the Broncos, a wide receiver. He was a depth guy, uh, but a guy that had a lot of promise, a lot of upside. Uh, the Broncos are still going to be okay, I think, though, Josh, because they still have Cortland Sutton, who was a number one draft choice for them, a pro bowler. He's coming back from injury. Uh, and then Jerry Judy. You know, I think we've forgotten about the fact that this guy is supposed to be spectacular. He's supposed to have high expectations, and now he needs to live up to them, uh, especially with uh, Russell Wilson at quarterback. I'm with you, Pritch. So first off, you know, we hate to see these injuries in training camp. It seems like every year you get a couple of them. One guy you're not expecting tears an ACL, blows out a knee. So just from the standpoint of, you know, hey, it's 100% injury sport, Pritch, as you know, it's really tough to see these injuries take place in the preseason right before everything gets started. So it's tough if you're a Broncos fan. Now, with that being said, I'm kind of with you, Pritch. Losing Tim Patrick, a guy who had 53 catches, 734 yards, five touchdowns last year. It's a negative, and you can't really spin this as a positive. Mm -hmm. You're losing a guy who put up good numbers for you, and with Russell Wilson coming over, obviously, from Seattle to Denver, that's another target that he's going to be down this year. But with that being said, I'm kind of with you. I think if there's one team that can maybe offset an injury like this, it is Denver. They're pretty deep here with their receiving core. You mentioned Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Another guy, uh, Hamler, that slot guy, I think he's from Penn State. Mm -hmm. He could step in and maybe play pretty well for them. So you have, you know, again, you traded away Noah Fant, so you're, you lost a tight end in that deal. But I think you do have the firepower to withstand this injury if you're Denver and I keep going back to the fact of uh, kind of being high on Denver with Russell Wilson but also wanting to shop around and find the best number pitch because right when this news came out I, I looked at a couple sports books and what they're offering the win totals for Denver at DraftKings it's a win total of 10 and it's over minus 120 so they're expecting a double digit win season and they're making you pay the juice to take that over but if you go to BetMGM it's nine and a half over minus 140. So you have to pay, you know, 20 cents more in terms of juice. But I would target Denver here with the over nine and a half minus 140. You're paying a little bit extra here. But if you land on 10, you go 10 and seven, you'll be able to cash that bet to make the playoffs minus 140. That is a, a, a favorite here. So still high on Denver. It's obviously tough to lose a nice receiver like like Patrick. But I still, still think with Russell Wilson, the defense that they've revamped, mm -hmm. you know, bringing in Gregory. I'm still high on this team overall, Pritch. But obviously, you don't want to see an injury like this take place. Some suggest, too, to keep an eye on Bradley Chubb, Defensive Player of the Year. He was a top five draft choice to the Broncos back in 2018, I believe, uh, so, so far. 
Uh, reports have him having a decent camp, uh, Josh. So Bradley Chubb, uh, put that guy on your radar too in terms of uh, defensive player of the year uh, at the end of the season. Okay, let's welcome in our guest. It's Adam Burke, uh, VSIN Sports betting analyst here on the program. You can follow Adam on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Adam, how are you? Busy couple of days here with the Major League Baseball trade deadline, but uh, you know, lots to talk about. I think it creates some betting value for us out there in the marketplace as well. Yeah. Not necessarily from a future standpoint, but from a game-by-game standpoint. Well, I want to ask you about DeGrom and his performance. Uh, you had Scherzer, then DeGrom. Now you got Bassett going for the Mets today. I mean, the Mets, the historic start that they had to the season, they're only two and a half games up on Atlanta, and Atlanta made some moves too. I mean, what do you make of what the Mets – look like, and certainly after the trade deadline with all the teams right now. Well, the, the Mets got a little bit gun-shy because Pete Crow Armstrong from last year, who they traded for two months of Javier Baez, who was not good for the Mets, they got very gun-shy. They were like, you know what, we're not going to give up a really prime prospect for a rental. So they didn't really do a whole lot. You know, They made a couple of moves in the bullpen. I think Michael Givens being reunited with Buck Showalter is a good move for them. But this is a team that felt like Jacob DeGrom was their big trade deadline acquisition, and and frankly, it's hard to argue with that. Mm -hmm. They're still a really good team. I worry about their offensive profile a little bit, but they got better in middle relief. The Braves, you know, kind of an interesting thing for them where they pick up Jake Odorizzi to go to a six-man rotation. So they want to make sure they're protecting Spencer Strider, protecting Kyle Wright, a couple of guys that are getting some innings increases here for this season. So it's almost like... They feel like they can chase down the Mets while not really trying that hard to chase down the Mets. And I thought that was a pretty interesting sort of commentary by them based on the trade deadline moves that they made. Adam, it's great to see you. And I want to give you a ton of props here. I know uh, you know a lot of our colleagues are giving you props. It's my turn to give a team to you too, because you've done a great job dissecting, you know, the pre-trade deadline futures odds and the post-trade deadline futures odds. I thought it was a really good article at Beeson.com. So kind of just talk to us about what you've seen in the market. I think obviously the Padres are a team that we're all looking at thinking that they're going to be way better here with Soto and Josh Bell going from as high as 22 to one down to like 10 to one. Uh, just your take on this Padres team. And I'll throw it at you, Adam. We had an interesting talk yesterday. Is there value to bet the Padres 10 to one? A lot of betters would say, Hey, could have gotten 20, 22 to one the day before. So don't bet it now. The value has gone. But I think other betters might tell you, Hey, 10 to one, you're still getting this team at a, you know, a, a, you know, a 10 to one number. There could still be value there. Your take on the movement. And if you think there's still value to bet the pods to win the world series. So it certainly seemed like the Padres were far and away the leader for Juan Soto because they had the prospect pool to do it. AJ Preller has shown in the past that he'll be very, very aggressive at the trade deadline. This was something you needed to pick up on Sunday night, Monday night, and something that we talked about on the nightcap. And in fact, Tim Murray did get the Padres at 22 to one down at Circa before that trade was completed. At this point in time, I don't think so. Look, they added Juan Soto and Josh Bell. They really didn't give up anything of consequence on the major league roster. Abrams was a bench player right now. So this team got significantly better and they're still behind the Dodgers. They're still behind the Mets and they're still behind the Braves. And I agree with that sentiment. First of all, they're not going to get a buy. They're going to have to play in that best of three wild card round. So they're going to have to use you Darvis, Joe Musgrove, whoever else to get through that round then who knows if they wind up facing the Mets or the Dodgers in the division series where Dodgers are probably the best team in baseball and the Mets or the Braves, you know, who knows? We'll see who it is, but the Braves might have the best lineup in baseball Mm -hmm. and the Mets probably have the best starting rotation in baseball. So I think the Padres are priced pretty accurately now at this point in time being, you know, 11 to one at DraftKings, nine to one at BetMGM. shop around. Obviously, if you really want to bet this, but 
I, I think the ship sailed by not getting out in front of that trade before it took place. What about the fact that, okay, it looks great on paper, maybe an overreaction with the, with the line movement here. Uh, any chance that you can get a better number uh, by waiting it out a little bit? I mean, maybe if they struggle, possibly, but... You know, look, I mean, the biggest issue for this Padres team all season long has been their performance against right-handed pitching. Mm-hmm. Now they get Juan Soto and Josh Bell, who Bell's a switch hitter, but Soto bats from the left side. They fixed their biggest weakness in a very, very big way. So I don't really see this price going down any. In fact, I mean, I would expect this team to play pretty well okay. the rest of the way. Adam, we're going to have to get to some college football in the next segment here. But real quick, any tips for betters now that the trade deadline is over? We kind of know you know, who bought, who sold, the teams that are going for it, the teams that are out of it. Is it as simple as you know, bet on the good teams who are motivated, fade the bad teams that have nothing to play for? Or is there something more to it? Any tips on how to approach the second half here? Well, something I think will be interesting is taking a look at some starting pitchers. Guys like Jose Quintana and Jordan Montgomery that now go to the Cardinals where – you know, look, you're thrown to a different catcher now. You've got different coaches, different game plans, all of that. I tend to shy away from pitchers in their first starts with their new teams, as we see Luis Castillo. <laughs> we're shutting down the Yankees here today. Right. But I tend to shy away from that just simply because there's a learning curve to working with a new catcher. And I think that's something that can hurt these guys kind of right out of the shoot. Yeah, they get a boost because they go from a bad team to a good team usually. But, you know, that communication especially with Pitchcom now and, and all the different analytics that are out there. I do worry a little bit about that with new starters on new teams. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. Uh, great information right there, Adam Burke. We're going to continue with Burke uh, after the break. Uh, college football, Josh, you mentioned that. I cannot wait to get uh, Adam's insight on, on some situations in college football when it comes to home field advantage. Everybody's time to get into Betham Gym Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. Betham Gym is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted off specials, and much, much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. You say home field advantage in college football. Uh, we'll get those thoughts from Adam Burke. That's coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the sports betting network. The College Football Guide is out. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN all-access subscriber. Sign up early for... A discounted $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VSIN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VSIN has to offer to up up your betting game. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the sports betting network. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, Adam Burke, in studio with us, Feaston Sports betting analyst, also contributor to the College Football Betting Guide here. Uh, so, want to get your thoughts on home field advantage in college football? I mean, we went through COVID, uh, the situation, no fans in stands or the fake fans and all that, but we saw the return of fans. Certainly, uh, we're, we're seeing the pageantry return to college football, and I love it. I mean, it separates itself from the National Football League, in my opinion. I want to highlight one school in particular that could have a distinct home field advantage that could propel them farther than a lot of people think, and that's Utah, the Utes. Uh, they got a big game at home against SC later on in the year, midway through the year, but they could be undefeated uh, throughout this season. Uh, talking about that quarterback, a lot of expectations, uh, a lot of hype surrounding the school. What do you make of the home field advantage for Utah and their schedule as well? Yeah, I mean, I have Utah a favorite of at least six points against everybody on a neutral field. And I also have Utah with three and a half points of home field advantage. So before I dig into Utah specifically, I want to talk a little bit about this process and, and how it came together for me. And I talked about this with my power ratings article in the college football betting guide uh, over at vston.com. And of course, make sure you go to vston.com slash subscribe for that. But it's an inexact science, right? I mean, we don't know exactly what home field advantage is worth. We just want to have an idea. We want to have a baseline, an average number, and then kind of build off of that. So my baseline this season is two points. But then going off of that, what I did was I took a five-year sample size of a team's straight-up plus ATS win percentage, and I put teams into different buckets based on their home results. 
Well, Utah's a team that's really, really good at home. They were 70% or greater. They were in that bucket, so they get three and a half points. And look, the reality is they're a good team at home, but also they play an elevation in Salt Lake City, which is definitely an advantage for them too. So maybe that's something you want to factor into your handicap. But from the way that I figured out my home field advantage, and again, it's imperfect, but it's better than having absolutely nothing for home field. Utah gets three and a half points. Oregon is the only other team in the Pac-12 that I give three and a half points to. But to your point, Pritch, they get that big game against USC at home. What will be interesting is if those are the top two teams in the Pac-12 because there are no divisions this year. So they may have a neutral site rematch right here in Las Vegas to see who wins the Pac-12. But in that home game, yeah, I mean, I I have them a double-digit favorite in that game against USC. Mm -hmm. Adam, I think this is fantastic because I think if you just talk to you know any average Joe better at, at a bar or at a sports book or on the street, it's, oh, three points for home field advantage. Every team, it's the same. But that's kind of the benchmark. But obviously, you know the depth and, and of data that you've shown is that some have more, some have less. Teams like Alabama, Clemson, uh, these other teams in round three and a half. You look at these other teams, if we can go the other way, Adam, like you know UConn, which I know is you know a small school next to me, or New Mexico, or Vanderbilt, only about a one-point advantage. So from a practical standpoint, how do you use this to your advantage, Adam? Is it, you know, if, if this team that only gets one point home field is, is uh, you know, a one point favorite, you just take the dog plus one. How do we apply these differing home field advantages to maybe a cap and, and try to find some value betting against the bad home field or, you know, for a good home field? So this is part of the line setting process for me. I make my own numbers. I do that prior to the games that are played for the next week, but I also do that early on in the week after looking through what happened, box score study, injury updates, all of that. I make my own numbers generally before the market actually opens up. So I use my home field advantage in concert with my power ratings to put together my own spreads on the game, and then I'll play accordingly. If I think it's a line that's going to move towards my number, I bet it early in the week. If there's something that's way off, I look at it and say, what, what am I missing? What Which team didn't I adjust? But the home field calculations is part of setting my own number here. And when you look at some of the teams that get one point for me, and as Josh mentioned, Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. one of them, Look, Vanderbilt has zero home field advantage in reality. The only home field advantage they have is teams traveling to them. Right. Because the stadium is 70% full of opposing fans because Nashville is one of the coolest places to go for a football game because you can go and drink all weekend, go to the game, and then fly home on Sunday. So Vanderbilt has no home field advantage. Kansas has been a really bad team. It's a basketball school, as we know. They're getting better, but they don't really have a home field advantage. The only thing that's difficult there is getting to Lawrence, Kansas. So I give every team at least a point, but as I said, my baseline is two points. So teams that don't really have any extreme outliers one way or the other in terms of their home performance, they get two points, but everybody else kind of gets graded based on their performance. And again, I will try to keep in mind teams going to play in elevation, Mm -hmm. teams going to play, you know, for example, you've got Utah playing Florida in week one. They've got to go down to the heat and humidity of Gainesville. So I factor that into my handicap, but in terms of my raw number on the game, I just use my power ratings and then my home field advantage numbers. Yeah. We can't get three and a half up there in Boulder. It's, ele- it's elevation. <laughs> it is elevation, but Colorado's a team that uh, they, they've certainly struggled. But, I mean, to that point, again, you know, we can't just give it for elevation and right. travel and all that because travel's more convenient than ever. Mm-hmm. All these teams pay attention to sleep studies, nutrition, diets, all of that. That's why it's not a blanket three points for home field advantage anymore. Travel's just gotten easier. These players are more accustomed to it. Colorado State, they're in elevation in Fort Collins. They have a one and a half point home field advantage for me because they haven't taken advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Adam, next one for you that I wanted to throw out your way is, you know, I get a lot of questions from, you know, people who tune into VEASAN or listen to our podcast or, you know, watch a, you know, betting cross America or Lombardi line. They always ask me, how do you set your own power ratings? And it's kind of a complex, you know, situation here. I think a lot of betters, you know, we always strive to kind of set up our own power ratings, but we don't really know how to start. It's kind of complex, confusing, difficult. You wrote a really good article in the College Football Betting Guide, which I highly recommend, that kind of walks you through the basics of how to set your own power rating. So I know we only have a few minutes here, but if you want to just throw out maybe some tips and just how do you get started? Like it all starts with one first step. What would you tell someone if they wanted to make their own power ratings? Well, I think an important distinction to make here is that is a free article over at vcin.com from the guide. So you can go and check that out. It'll give you an idea of what you can get if you subscribe and get the full guide. But my process of setting up power ratings, it's a very basic thing, to be totally honest with you. I know people, people that we have as guests on this show and other shows, they have spreadsheet upon spreadsheet upon spreadsheet, multiple sets of power ratings that they use to handicap. For me, I'm just comparing position groups across conferences and across the country. So, for example, Alabama's a 98 and a half for me. That's the number one team in the country. Ohio State is number two. Georgia's number three. Georgia's three points lower than Alabama. Then there's a big gap. So basically, I grade the position groups on a scale of about 40 to 100, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get teams in the 30s if they're really awful, UMass, New Mexico State, et cetera. But it's 15 points for quarterback, 10 for running back and wide receiver, 15 points for both offensive and defensive line, 10 for linebackers, 10 for defensive backs, 15 for coaching. So essentially 60% of my power rating is quarterbacks, line play, and coaching. So I evaluate teams based on the teams around them in the conference and also based on a national level. So a quarterback like CJ Stroud or Bryce young, they get a 15, you know, whoever's the quarterback at Duke this year and his name escapes me. That's how you know good he's going to be. They're like a seven or a six and a half, something like that. So I use positional power ratings to sort of get values on teams, basically based on their relative strength within the conference and also nationally. There really is a separation, too, when you think about it. I mean, the National Football League, from a power rating standpoint, I don't know how people do that because right. of the one talent, through 32 right? is about uh, – number one and number 32 are probably about 17 right. points apart. Right. In college football, they're about 60 points apart. Sure, sure. I mean, you can get to college football. It's so different, uh, high school football, whatever. I mean, these athletes still separate themselves. Like C.J. Stroud separates himself. Bryce Young. I mean, uh, you can see the difference there. So from a power rating standpoint, I think that's so key. Getting back to your home uh, field advantage, too, is three and a half points, which is significant. Uh, you think about Ohio State, they start the season with five home games and they got the big boy against Michigan, a revenge factor too. So uh, the power ratings are on top of the home field advantage can give you an edge as a better that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, I mean, my lines aren't gospel. These home field advantage numbers aren't gospel. My power ratings aren't mm -hmm. gospel. They're a guide for me to have an idea of where I think a line should be. If it's not there, I either decide to bet it or I wonder where I'm off because Usually the market's going to be pretty, you know, a lot more efficient than than all of us are going to be. So that's what I kind of do. I just look and compare. And, and again, you know, look, let's say that, you know, Penn State, I think, is a, is a two and a half point home field advantage for me. Mm -hmm. A whiteout is going to be more than two and a half points, but I won't factor that into my line. I'll factor that into my handicap because, look, the other team's going to be up for a whiteout too. So, you know, it's a starting point. It gives you a frame of reference where the numbers should be, but then you still have to handicap the game accordingly. Adam, last one for you, only about 15, 20 seconds. Who's your Heisman bet here? Stroud, Young, someone we're not talking about. Any thoughts on the Heisman? 
I think Stroud probably ends up winning it. I don't think Ohio State's held under 40 points in, in really any game this season. And I like Dylan Gabriel as a long shot for Oklahoma. I think he could put up some big numbers there for the Sooners. Oh, how about that? A little long shot right there. I like that. I mean, that's kind of sneaky uh, for Gabriel out there. Great job, Adam. Appreciate it. Great job with the guide as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, Josh, we got to continue the program with some NFL awards. We're going to dive into uh, Coach of the Year as, as soon as uh, we finish the MVP discussion as well. All that and more coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine and has helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone is on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Rough start uh, for the Arizona Cardinals, Josh. We know about Kyler Murray and the COVID situation. Uh, Cardinals wide receiver Marquise Brown arrested for criminal speeding. Uh, right there. He was just activated off the non-football injury list, too. So it uh, just not get smooth out there for the Cardinals at this point, uh, at the beginning of training camp. Yeah, the hits keep coming here, Pritch. We know we started with this big contract here, obviously, you know, for Murray. And then they tell him, hey, he's got to do his homework. And then they say, oh, maybe we were a little mean to the kid. Let's rescind that. And now, you know, he's kind of, uh, you know, kind of in, I don't know, a war with the team, but just uh, kind of a, a, a kind of a you know, disagreeing with how they want to handle this thing. Then, of course, there's the COVID situation. Now you have this issue with wide receiver that you're banking a lot on here, Pritch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at DeAndre Hopkins. I don't even know when we're going to see this, uh, see him play again. Marquise Brown's a guy you give a first round pick for. So you're expecting a ton from him moving from the Ravens to the Cardinals. So this is a team that, you know, I'm really, I'm not high on whatsoever. I'm going the other way. That eight and a half win total, I'd be leaning under. My only thing here, Pritch, is that I also abide by the, you know, buy low, sell high mantra. So sometimes when everything looks terrible and a team just looks bad, sometimes it does create value to buy low on them. But I'm not going to go that direction just yet. Yeah. To me, you got a lot of negative things surrounding this Cardinals team. I really want no part of this team to start the year. Yeah, looking for leadership for everything to kind of get right out there. Is it Kyler? I don't know. Is it Kingsbury? Probably not. Um, I mean, where is the leadership going to come from? I mean, J.J. Watt, people like that, but you got so many younger players. Are they even listening uh, to older players that way in that locker room? Yeah, that's what you worry about, Pritch. And I was kind of thinking the same thing. Where are your leaders? A guy who's been you know, respected and won, you know, played in the league and won all these awards, J.J. Watt. Can you lean on him? But you look through the list, you know, uh, A.J. Green's still there. He's an older player, but he's not very vocal in terms of being a leader. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a there's an opening here. And whenever there's a leadership opening, Pritch, unless someone seizes it and grabs it and kind of takes a hold of it, that void can really be a negative because when, when you're down, you know, 10 points in the fourth quarter, your leader is going right. to you know, kind of calm you down, get you excited or, you know, kind of get things back on track. If you don't have a leader, that 10 point deficit could be 20 points. And you could be getting blown out. So I think that's a big thing here with the Cardinals. Who are you going to lean on when things get tough? I don't really see anyone raising their hand right now. And we've seen that team collapse the last two years in the second half of the season that way, too. So let's move on to leaders because we're going to go over the MVP odds right now uh, in the National Football League. Josh Applebaum. And so at the top is Josh Allen at plus 700. Tom Brady, of course, there he is at plus 800. Mahomes, 
plus 800 Rodgers, the, the usual suspects here, uh, plus 900. Now, Justin Herbert, very interesting at plus 900. Same odds as Rodgers. Uh, you got Prescott, uh, the injury situation with wide receivers. We'll see about that. Uh, Burrow and then Stafford with some pain uh, in his throwing elbow currently. So definitely some interesting names here, Pritch. Let's start with the favorite, Josh Allen, plus 700. Obviously, you know, you're going to this season with the Bills as a Super Bowl favorite. Allen's been getting better every single year, not just his completion percentage, but, you know, his touchdowns, being able to scramble. You know, you're adding uh, some more weapons here offensively to make his life a little easier. Uh, Gabriel, the wide receiver there, really popped in the postseason. Guy I'm really high on here. Jamison Crowder, uh, Isaiah McKenzie. You got a lot of great weapons here. I think the sky's the limit for this team. So I do like Allen quite a bit. You know, at BetMGM, he's getting 14% bets, 13% money. A couple other guys that caught my eye, Pritch, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's plus 900, but he's only getting 2% bets, mm -hmm. 1% money. He's won it two times in a row. He did lose Devontae Adams. You know, if he has a good year without Adams, maybe he gets some credit for that. Joe Burrow's intriguing to me, plus 1,200, but only 3% bets, 3% dollars. Obviously, Brady, the 45-year-old here, you know, at plus 800, 7% bets, but only 5% dollars. So all these guys... On paper, I'm like, oh, they could easily win MVP, put up great numbers. They're on good teams. But the data behind them really isn't getting me that excited. You name someone who I'm excited about. My play here is going to be Justin Herbert, right. Rich, because when I dig deeper into the data here, and I think you're probably thinking the same thing as me, kid's gotten better every single year. Uh, gone into the year, into his first two seasons, putting up some of the best numbers for any two-year span of a new quarterback here. You're getting another year with Staley. You still are bringing back all your good wide receivers, Keenan Allen, Williams. You solidified your offensive line, uh, drafting uh, Slater a couple years ago, and then this year, kid from BC, Zion Johnson. But you put all that aside, what's the data telling us? Justin Herbert at plus 900 is getting 7% bets, but 17% of the money. That's a plus 10% low bets, higher dollar, smart money discrepancy. That's the highest discrepancy of any player here on the board. So if people who are, who are high on the Chargers, obviously, and their win total and think this team who loaded up with J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack could be big, you know, in for a big year here, the one thing is it's a really tough division, that AFC West. You have a lot of competition there. But to me, based on the early summer numbers coming in, the most respected money seems to be on Justin Herbert. I really can't argue with that. Mm -hmm. At 9-1, to one, that's going to be my play, Herbert 9-1. to one. Yeah, being in that division kind of boosts the argument. I mean, we saw Russell Wilson, his odds shift uh, down to 14-1, to one, leaving Seattle, going to Denver. Uh, it might boost the narrative with Justin Herbert, who's better odds right now than, than Russell Wilson at plus 900. Uh, interesting week one, Buffalo and the Rams go at it. So you got Josh Allen at the top plus 700. Matthew Stafford at the bottom here, 14 to one, uh, going at it in that first game. It's a pick em out here at the South Point, Josh. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And this is the game that I'm so excited to bet and watch and really find out where the public is going. Because, again, we talked about it before. At one point, you could have gotten Rams plus one. Mm -hmm. Now, at some shops, you could get, uh, you know, plus one here with Buffalo. It does. Uh, last time we talked, though, Pritch, it was minus one Buffalo on the road. So if we're down to a pick them, does tell you maybe some some money came in on the plus one there with the Rams. But to your point, you know, when you get these big games with these MVP candidates, uh, it could also be a buy low situation. Like, let's say, you know, the Rams win that game and you see, you know, uh, Josh Allen's numbers take a bit of a hit where he's seven to one now maybe you lose that game and he's eight to one buying low on some of these really good players an overreaction off an early number or an early week game could be another way to you know extract a little bit more value on a player that you're high on yeah let's get to coach of the year the odds right now of Rabel won it because he did more with less you know all the injuries that thing and that was a narrative over Zach Taylor who was on the hot seat and oh by the way took his team to the Super Bowl right but the narrative won out for Vrabel, uh, coach of the year. So who can capture a narrative this year? I mean, 
You got Dable at uh, 12 to 1. O'Connell, new coach up there in Minnesota, 14 to 1. Sirianni, uh, you have them to win a division, uh, talking about the Eagles. Uh, he's at 16 to 1. You know, Dan Campbell's interesting at 12 to 1, too, uh, Josh. I mean, it seems like he's winning the offseason right now. Uh, intriguing names. I mean, Josh McDaniels say the Raiders get to the playoffs 16 to 1. And then Kyle Shanahan, right there, one of the better coaches in the league, at 16 to 1, too, along with uh, Brandon Staley. Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting names here, Pritch. And, you know, my guy Bill Belichick getting really uh, not much support here. 1% of bets, but 5% money. He did go from 30 to 1 down to 25 to 1. But mm -hmm. uh, starting off with the most interesting name to me, Pritch, it's got to be Dan Campbell. I mean, it's unbelievable. I had to double check these numbers that we got from BetMGM. But Dan Campbell, Mr. Bite Your Kneecaps, Mr. Do All the Updowns with All My Players, one. which I, I, I make fun of, but I think it's kind of interesting and gives your players, you know, a lot of energy there. He's down to 12 to 1. He opened up 16 to 1. And if you look at the data here, he's getting 30% bets, almost 35% of the money. No other coach is getting double digit percentages with bets or dollars. And here's Dan Campbell getting 30% bets and almost 35% money. So that's notable to me. That tells me that uh, maybe there is, you know, some validity to this team, you know, maybe turning some heads. And remember, they had a bad record last year, but I think they were like 10 and 7 against the spread or mm -hmm. recovered a, a ton of numbers overall. So that really jumped out to me uh, here, Pritch. You know, a couple other guys. You mentioned Dayball. He's the leader. He did go 14 to 1 to 12 to 1. I'm just really not high. I like the coach. I'm just not high in the situation and the quarterback there. So I think as a chalk favorite, I'm not really interested in that. Robert Salah moved up to 30 to 1 to 25 to 1 with the Jets. Dennis Allen, 30 to 1 to 25 to 1 there with the Saints. But I think this is the one award, Pritch, where you're going to get a really good number and some of these long shots could come through. So if right. there's going to be an award where I'm going to take a flyer here, I'm going to look for some of these guys who are 20 to one, you know, 22 to one, that sort of thing. So a couple of these guys, you know, catch my eye. Frank Reich's a guy to me too, 20 to one, you know, it was only getting around 5% of the bets, but mm -hmm. if the Colts have a good year with Matt Ryan, I can make a case for that. My play is going to be Sean McDermott though, Pritch. 25 to 1. A lot of times if you win this award, it's either you have the best record in the league or you do a lot with a little, as you mentioned, a team that, you know, is really snake bit with injuries and you kind of, you know, tread water or, or have a good year based on having a lot of injuries. That was really the case, kind of both of those uh, last year with Vrabel. But if we can get McDermott 25 to 1, if they go, you know, Pritch 14 and 3, have a great year, right. I think he's going to win it by default. So at 25 to 1, I'll take a shot on McDermott. Okay, because you got Tennessee that won a division 12 and 5, okay, doing more with less. What about the argument, or not the argument, but the discussion, the debate? Uh, the AFC West being the toughest division, whoever wins that division uh, perhaps could win coach of the year. Yeah, they, there's something to be said for that, Pritch. I'm trying to find Andy Reid's number right now. He is 35 to one. Yeah. So again, you Hackett, look at some of these other. Hackett's interesting too. My only thing with Hackett, Pritch, he's getting seven percent bets, two percent money. So it's kind of a uh, not the greatest, you know, bet split there. But mm -hmm. I think you're right with uh, with you know Wilson. Could you have a good year? I think it's important how these voters, you know, cast their votes. Is it hey, you're in a really tough division, you did well, you won it, we'll give you more credit there. That's something you got to consider. Yeah, right now, I mean, I think that's the strongest narrative, though. Uh, I mean, I, I get what you're saying about McDermott. Certainly with Buffalo, they got a. Uh, go through an entire season as a favorite, but perhaps who just emerges as the champion out of the AFC West? That could be the narrative. Okay, best bets coming up next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more. On any Major League Baseball game, if you only miss one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League trademarks are used with permission. Uh, must be at least 21 years old to wager. It's a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. Day baseball, Josh. Uh, Mariners got out to a roaring start over Garrett Cole and the Yankees up 7-3 uh, right now. And the 
Ninth inning, I see it here. Uh, we got the Diamondbacks losing to the Guardians 7-2. A lot of day baseball. You probably have some action. I'll leave it up to you what you want to mention. Uh, Twins and the Tigers 4-1. Orioles, Rangers at it 1-1. Red Sox losing to the Astros 6-0. And the White Sox on top of the Royals 1-0. So I may surprise a little bit, Pritch. I actually like the night games a lot more than I like the day games. So (laughs) I kind of limited my day action here. I I actually, my only bet here was Toronto. It was a loser for me. You did see a a kind of a dog to fave line move here with the Blue Jays. At one point, that was kind of a pick them number. They shot up all the way to around minus 120 ish. Uh, They lose that game uh, three to two. I think they had an early lead in that one. But I think kind of what, you know, Adam Burke was hitting on and just kind of the, you know, the, the, the day before the trade deadline, the day after the trade deadline, a lot of volatility, Pritch. To me, again, it's the same thing as yesterday tread lightly we, we saw so many upsets yesterday i mean washington are you kidding me plus 300 mm-hmm. taking down Degrom. there are a bunch of other upsets here uh you had the pirates beating milwaukee so i think you know a, as kind of one advantage for a better is wait until after the deadline figure out who's going for it who isn't who bought who sold but it's also uh keep in mind like the play the teams that bought their guys aren't in the lineup yet. Like Soto hasn't played yet for the, the Padres here. So you're kind of in this weird transition period. I would think maybe let the dust settle a little bit. Like, again, you're already seeing some upsets today. Philly uh, was around a plus 120 dog there on the road uh, at Atlanta. You talked about Seattle. They were a dog here at the Yankees. They're up big right now. So I think with baseball right now, again, until the dust settles and for sure these guys who got you know bought or sold actually you know make an appearance, I would still continue to be a little bit careful with MLB. Uh, with that being said, Pritch, I'm looking at the night card as a little bit more value than the day card. Okay, let's get to a game where I think, I mean, the Mets, you cannot lose a series to a team that were sellers, right? I mean, especially when you got the Braves uh, right behind you, two and a half games. Bassett's on the bump. It's a big number, though. I mean, DeGrom had a big number, right? But it's minus 290. Uh, nine is the total when you look at the Mets uh, and the Nationals. What is the market saying? So the market's saying to me, Pritch, you know, you did have at one point a little bit of a dip here in this Mets number. So as you mentioned, it's Bassett against Anibal Sanchez. To me, this is a Mets play. It's just depending upon how you want to approach them. The number's now minus 290. You know, at one point earlier today, I actually got the Mets at minus 255. I don't really like laying those huge numbers here, uh, but I'm also always wary of the, you know, you take the run line, they win by one mm. versus, you know, trying to think to, to go money line, pay a little more juice and, you know, escape with a win there. So I don't like to go above minus 200, but I did think this was a distinct advantage for the Mets. Bassett's been pretty good in four July starts. He has an ERA of 3.20. He shut down, um, he shut down uh, the Nats earlier this year. He went six innings, no runs, eight Ks. It was a five, nothing win for the Mets. Anibal Sanchez is 38 years old, Pritch. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he's still in the majors. He's 0-3 <laughs> this year, ERA of like 8, and he's gotten lit up every start. So to me, that's the advantage. Now, ironically, DeGrom, guy cannot get any run support, Pritch. It's unbelievable. That's why a lot of people uh, tend to target you know, the, the first five under. Will Hill mentioned that yesterday. That was a winner. Right. So good job by Will or your K-prop or something like that. That being said, I did go Mets in this one, Pritch. I just think yesterday, you know, you had that improbable win by Washington and kind of the dust settles and you get back to, hey, this this Nats team gave up a lot of their guys. This Mets team is looking for revenge. I did lay it here with Washington or sorry, with the Mets, expecting them to get back on track. Yeah, you, I mean, you got the intel, too, uh, with the Braves uh, and their situation right there because they're right there on your heels. And so you cannot lose this series, period. Uh, if you're the Mets. OK, let's get to some other plays uh, that you're looking at, Josh. Uh, the Reds. And the Marlins. So what did you see in this game? 
So I was intrigued by backing Sandy Alcantara in this one, Pritch, but the line's just kind of too high for yeah. me. It's now up to around minus 200-ish. And Alcantara, I've been betting on him quite a bit this year. He's got great numbers, 9-4, and 1.99 ERA. I think he's now minus 170 to win the NL Cy Young. But the poor guy, like DeGrom, doesn't get run support. He, he should have 15 wins by now. It seems like he's always losing these 2-1 to one games. So instead of laying a big number on a Miami team that's kind of been snake bit recently, I took the under in this one, Pritch. I like the under 7. The total open this one at 7. It's really juiced up under 7. Minus 120, minus 125. Some books are even down to six and a half. So we've seen a ton of money hit this under. It's only about half the tickets, but almost 70% of the money. So expecting a low scoring game in this one. The under is 2 0 this series thus far. It's 4 2 head to head this season. You did see Cincinnati trade away a lot of their offensive guys uh, with Drury and Tommy Pham. They hung on uh, to Votto and a couple of these other guys. But to me, this is kind of a low scoring game where I'd rather, you know, lay a minus 125 juice on the under seven than I would laying a minus 200 here on Miami. And you look at Cincy, they're four and one to the under their last five. Also, domes, closed roof stadiums. If you look at uh, situations like that where you're not typically outside per se, the ball doesn't travel as well in these domes and closed roof stadiums. So I'm always looking toward unders when the roof is closed. So I took the under seven here, Pritch, looking for another low-scoring game. Okay, Cubs, Cardinals, uh, the Cardinals at home, uh, a little bit situation uh, them with them at home that I like. I have attracted to a lot of times. Minus 165, though, Josh, eight's the total. So I laid it with the Cardinals here, okay. Pritch. It's not a really big line move play for me, but I think I'm thinking kind of the th uh, same thing you are. Uh, the St. Louis team, who did have some additions here with Quintana and with Jordan Montgomery, they gave up Harrison Bader. But you have seen a little line movement to St. Louis. You know, at one point, they were around minus 160-ish. You're, you're up to around minus 170 at a couple spots. One system that I do like here would be a favorite who made the playoffs. The opponent did not, 64% on the year with an ROI of around 3 or 4%. But also the pitching matchup, uh, Miles Michaelis, 2.86 ERA. Steele's been decent, 3.86 here for the Cubbies. But this would match with St. Louis, a big favorite, minus 150 or more, in a low total game. The total in this one is eight. Some books are juiced up a little bit. Uh, but I'm thinking the St. Louis Cardinals, a team that we saw get really hot and rattle off, what was it, 17 wins uh, toward the end of last year, Pritch. I could see them making some hay here in the second half. I like this angle. They're 4-1 and one, their last five games. Cubbies started well out of the out of the break, but they're just 1-4 and four their last five. So I'm going to ride St. Louis. I think they won, what was it, like 6, six nothing last night. I'm thinking they win it again tonight. I'm on the Cardinals. Okay, Will Hill mentioned this yesterday. I mean, you looked at the Dodgers, one of the best teams in baseball. They're minus 170 here on the Road against the Giants. Urias has pitched well against the Giants. Uh, he's having an outstanding year as well. Uh, he gets to start. Uh, seven and a half is the total. Uh, Josh, you got the Giants at home though, plus one fifty-five. What do you think? I'm going to go Dodgers in this one, Pritch, and I'll give you a couple reasons why. First off, you know, shout out to Vince Gully, who passed away mm -hmm. today, 94 mm -hmm. years old. Uh, I would highly recommend people check out Brent Musburger's tribute and breakdown of Vince Gully, uh, just giving him, you know, the credit that he deserves as taking baseball to Los Angeles. Los Angeles was not a baseball town, really, before the Dodgers got there. And, you know, the Brooklyn Dodgers left to go west. So, Vince Gully, you know, when you close your eyes and think about baseball, Pritch, I get romantic when I think about baseball. You know, I still cry and feel the dreams when uh, he says, Dad, you want to play catch to me Vince Scully is baseball he's the voice of baseball it's really sad to see him go I feel like we've had a lot of these hits recently you know with Bill Russell and now yeah. Vince Scully the, the, do the Dodgers win tonight for Vince Scully I don't know I don't I'm not going to bet them because of that angle I think it, it, it can't hurt at all you're going to play well for a legend that just passed but to me the angle here is couple things Pritch the pitching matchup number one Julio Urias going up against Alex Cobb Urias has been great 10 and 6 with a 2.71 ERA the Dodgers are 8 and 0 the last eight Urias starts so not only does he limit the opponent but he doesn't but he gets a lot of run support as well we have seen this line move a little bit 
minus 155-ish, up to around minus 160, minus 165. Road favorites are 61%. And the Dodgers have had the number here uh, of, um, of San Francisco in general. And I'm going to back this road favorite with uh, the Dodgers. San Francisco just 3-10 and 10 their last 13 games. Give me the Dodgers. I'm going to back Urias. I'm going to bet against Cobb. All right, the Dodgers, too, uh, averaging 7.5, almost 7.5 runs per game uh, the last seven uh, there, too. So they're raking uh, right now, too. You can look at team totals if you want. Uh, I think over four and a half was was plus 115, if I can remember correctly. Shop yeah, around it's another for way that, to though. target. Exactly. Shop around, Pritch. I know we got a minute left here, so it's been a while since I gave you a WNBA play. Let's get back to uh, the WNBA here, Pritch. Okay. I'm going Storm. Give me the Storm and the Lynx over. I got I got uh, over 161 and a half. Daniel Alvari, our, you know, the resident expert here at VC and the WNBA, she just tweeted out she likes this over too, so that gives me a little bit more confidence. But if you look to this total, it opened 160. It's up to 162. When you see a total move at least a point to the over, the over steam system is 43 and 33, 57%. Both these teams are two of your best over teams, 17 and 13 to the over with the Lynx, Storm 17 and 14. They're both rested. Good defense, or sorry, good offense, bad mm -hmm. defense. Let's get a lot of points. I'm on the storm over, Pritch. All right, it starts tomorrow. We got the Hall of Fame game. Uh, certainly the pro football betting guy is going to be coming out shortly, too. Josh, your everything guy to sports betting, uh, the Market Insights podcast, too. I mean, I cannot wait to get your thoughts here as you're going to approach the National Football League betting uh, coming up uh, starting tomorrow. I can't wait to, Pritch. And again, who's holding an under 33 and a half? Because <laughs> we're down to 30 and a half, Pritch. Can you Incredible. believe it? Yeah, I can't. Not at all. <laughs> Uh, great job. The Edge coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.